Welcome to the Cool Tools Show. I'm Mark Frauenfelder, Editor-in-Chief of Cool Tools, a website of tool recommendations written by our readers. You can find us at cool-tools.org. I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Kelly, founder of Cool Tools. Hey, Kevin. Hey, it's great to be here. In each episode of the Cool Tools Show, Kevin and I talk to a guest about some of his or her favorite uncommon and uncommonly good tools they think others should know about. Before we introduce this week's guest, I want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a great way to support everything Cool Tools does, including our newsletters, podcasts, video channel, and our flagship review website. This week, we want to give a shout out to Jay Walker and Nikolai Teleguin. To become a patron of Cool Tools, visit patreon.com slash cool tools. Our guest this week is Travis McElroy. Travis is a podcaster, a best-selling author, and a really cool person. I know that for a fact because I spent time with Travis at the Joko Cruise 2019, and you will not meet a friendlier, funnier, more gregarious, interesting person. How's it going, Travis? Wow. What, what an endorsement. Thank, thank you. Uh, it's, and it's all true. It's going well. I try to be friendly. Good. I try to be gregarious, as you said. It is one of my many traits. I try to make everyone feel welcome in the space. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it yeah. considering all things quite well. Good. I'm glad to hear it. And and your, your family, who I, I met several members of your equally delightful family on the Joko cruise. I trust that they're all doing okay too. Yes. And it's grown a little bit since then. I had, uh, we had another baby, baby dot, uh, is my second daughter. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you very much. And, uh, Griffin and his wife, Rachel are about to have their second, uh, they're at like 34 weeks now. So like any day now, another one. Wow. That is amazing. Well, yep. very cool. It's, it's a, a good family for growing because uh, it's always fun hanging out with with you all. Um, you. A little bit later, we're going to talk about a book that you actually wrote with uh, with some of your siblings about podcasting, which I think is going to be amazing um, to talk about. And and I I learned a lot of stuff reading that book, even though I've been doing podcasts myself for about ten years. But first, what we're going to do is jump into some of the tools you picked for us. And the first one up is a really cool looking manicure kit tell yes. us like what every what it is in this what it looks like how you use it all that good stuff oh my goodness mark uh, a, a plethora of tools um so i i am uh slightly fastidious one might say when it comes to my appearance and i don't know why but uh i get really hung up on like nail cleanliness um mm -hmm. and like nail shape and i just i have uh, I think I have nice nails to begin with. I, I took up painting my nails uh, like seven-ish years ago at this point. And mm -hmm. uh, even before then, though, like I, I like to keep my nails shapely. Um, and so in this kit, you have, uh, let's see, I'm just looking at it right now. This is the kit I have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 different uh, pieces within the set. And they're, it's like this sleek black on red kind of looking set. I should, yeah. It's really cool. And it, there's a lot of options. And it makes me feel like I'm taking good care of my nails. Yeah. Look, and so it's made by Essarora. Is that the sure. name? Essarora. Okay. And, and, um, 
do you know, is this the only kit of its kind that they make or like, where, where did you discover it? Well, I've gone through a couple of different uh, nail kits in the past. Uh, and if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken, I think this one was given to me by Teresa as a present mm -hmm. for something. Because like the, cool. the one I had had before this, pieces of it just kept getting taken to different places in the house until eventually there were like two left in it. And I was very mm -hmm. frustrated by that. Uh, <laughs> and it was also not nearly as like uh, in depth as this kit is. This kit that I had before had like 10 pieces in it. Mm -hmm. And so then I believe Teresa gave me this one. And what's great about it is it very much feels like uh, like a toolbox, right? Where you would have like yeah. as many different tools as there are needs within it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it, it kind of feels like you're getting down to business when it's time to, you know, to, to sculpt those nails. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I don't know. It's one of those things of like, people have asked me before what it is about like painting nails and like taking care of nails that I really enjoy. And there's something about it that one is kind of, uh, very like Zen to me. And I don't say that lately. I, 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 I practice and, and studies in and, uh, but it's very Zen to me because you're just like doing these little minute, like detail work. And you're kind of focusing all your attention on like such a small space. Um, mm -hmm. And then it also feels like a little bit like preparing for battle and not like battle and like <laughs> I'm going to go fight someone. Right. But like when I'm getting ready for the day or getting ready for a big event or anything like that, the like shaping my nails, painting my nails gives me like a task that I am doing to prepare myself that feels like very active. Um, that's so cool. I think that's why I like it so much because it feels like even if I'm not like dressing up, you know, putting on a suit or something like I could still do this thing that feels like a now to prepare. Uh, and it feels like a little bit ritualistic, you know? Mm hmm. Um, so I'm just looking at this. I'm seeing some very like interesting esoteric tools. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me like about one of them and like one of these specialty tools in which you, how it, how it works. The Just best one. Oh, Mark, the best one. Oh, <laughs> my favorite one. Uh, right. The like fourth from the right is a little mm -hmm. Y shaped tool. Okay. And, that, that one stood out to me. Yeah. So that one it's on either edge of the inside of the Y is mm -hmm. an edge is like a, a sharp edge. Mm -hmm. And it then you can get underneath the nail, no matter which side you're using. And it's like mm -hmm. a scraper to clean out. And it is uh, very uh, well designed in that it really kind of is exactly the depth you need without like going into your nail bed, at least for me. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And has <laughs> this is so dumb, but it's got like it's such a good feeling with the blade. Like it feels like it's scraping, but not like cutting anything off. It just feels mm -hmm. like it reminds me of like, you know, the uh, like paint scrapers and how like how really satisfying that feels to use. <laughs> right. Uh -huh. It feels like that, but like on your nails. But because of the shape of it, it can't like go too deep and you can't. I Before I got this kit. I had a really bad habit of like cleaning my nails with a pocket knife, just whatever I had with mm -hmm. me. And you run the risk mm -hmm. there, right? You're using this like huge blade to just such a tiny jump. And with this, it's like the perfect size, little tiny blade to like scrape underneath your nails. 
Uh, and it just feels very satisfying. Oh man, that's so cool. I've got to get this kit because I do, I make a lot of videos where I'm like holding a tool or something. Right. And then I'll like all of a sudden see in the video, like my thumbnail has a little bit of dirt under it. And it's just like, it's not a good look. No, it really, like I, I watch a lot of ASMR videos uh, and mm-hmm. they will do these like, you know, kind of top down shots where they're like showing their collections of things sometimes. And if it's mm-hmm. like, and here's a gnarly looking fingernail and I'm like, whoa, buddy, I'm out <laughs> of it now. Now this is what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. So that's the Essa Rora nail kit. We'll find a link to it so people can, can check it out. That, that's such a good one. Um, let's talk about a microphone, the mm-hmm. Shure SM58. Is that the one you're using right now? Well, here's the thing. The one I'm using now is a CAD E100S, uh, which mm-hmm. is a primarily used by like um, voiceover artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it works very well. Here's the, I don't know if you know this, Mark, but the thing about microphones is there isn't really a best one. There is a best one for your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, a lot of people use the Shure SM7B, uh, mm-hmm. which, uh, is kind of a, looks a little, a little bit like a longer tube shape, uh, with a large, uh, like black foam, like kind of end over half of it. Um, and a lot of people, the Caddy 100S, like I said, is used a lot, uh, by voiceover artists. But the reason that I included the Shure SM58 is it is the workhorse of the audio industry. Uh, It is the most reliable microphone that I know of um, to the point where we we do a lot of live shows now and it is very rare, uh, like maybe one in 20, that a theater isn't using Shure SM58s. Um, They, yeah, they like everybody uses them. They, uh, it's about a hundred bucks. And it's an XLR mm-hmm. microphone. But the thing about it is... Well, what does that mean? What no, is XLR? XLR is, um, if you look at the back of a microphone and it has like uh, three or four, or I guess, however many, but like a pin that um, mm-hmm. a cable would plug into. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like a circular, you know, uh, cable would plug into it. That's XLR. Okay. I think I know what you're, you yes. mean. Um and primarily there, I mean, I'm sure there are other ones, but the other ones are like USB microphones, at least in podcasting, where you would plug, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's a USB-C into it mm-hmm. or something like that. USB-B maybe. Uh, and then it plugs USB into a computer. But the Shure SM58 is uh, durable, uh, like to the point where I let my four-year-old like play with mine <laughs> because it's like even if she drops it nothing, nothing's gonna happen to it as long as she doesn't like submerge it in water for a long period mm-hmm. of time, it's gonna be fine like these are like people's touring microphones like people there are like comics stand-up comics that will bring their own sure sm58s with them like they wow. yeah there there are like musician singers that will like tour with their sm58s um and they're durable. And what's great about them is they're also very uh, flexible in their usage. You can use them, like I said, on stage, right? And they're very good, uh, like, in front of a crowd to, like, amplify. So sometimes with microphones, you will run into, in front of an audience, they are not picking up uh, when you blast it out, right? It's not, 
uh, it's it's not picking up enough and it will sound kind of uh, like tinny. It'll sound kind of hollow once you turn it up loud enough. Mm. And then the other problem is sometimes if you take a microphone that is designed to use in front of a crowd and you put it in a recording booth, it will just sound really blown out because mm-hmm. it's picking up everything. Right. Um, and the Shure SM58 can do both. It works great in front of a crowd. You can record with it like in your home booth. It works for either one of them. That's cool. It is at incredible. It's an incredible microphone. And there's like no moving parts. There's no switches. There's no nothing. So like there's nothing like mechanical really to break on it. It'll last you forever. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So when it's when it's plugged in, it's on. Right. Exactly. You don't have to worry. Oh, that's um is it good for would you recommend it for podcasting? I imagine you need some kind of like adapter box to be able to get it to eventually get it to like USB or right. So that's the thing is if you go with a USB, I would, I would, uh, and we talk about this in the book, spoiler, uh, but if you're just starting out, I highly recommend uh, starting off with USB. There's like mm-hmm. Yeti, uh, like Blue Yeti, uh, Blue Snowball are both good options. There's like a bunch of like USB microphones. If you're doing XLR, uh, you have a little bit more control over it because an XLR usually, or you have to go through um, some kind of interface and that interface mm-hmm. will have um, you know, a dial or knobs or like, you know, sliders or something that let mm-hmm. you kind of very specifically control. Also, if there's like three people recording in the same room, you kind of have to go with an XLR because a USB, uh, usually your computer can only recognize one USB at a time unless you set up mm-hmm. uh, like special programs that let you kind of recognize each of them. But even then, it can get a little uh, interference-y. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there's a little bit more investment uh, in doing the XLR. But uh, once you're ready to make that commitment, like the Shure SM58 is an amazing place to start. Like you can get that microphone and then never have to worry about it again, basically. That's so cool. That's a that's a great one. Okay, so your next one, this is really good. Um, uh I remember when I met you, I admired your, your nails that each nail was painted a different color. I really loved the shirts that you have. You have like a great collection of amazing shirts. Thank you. And then you also have fabulous hair. And so you're going to share a secret about your hair care. Yes, indeed. Uh, I want to talk about leave-in conditioner. Um, and specifically a kind that I use, <laughs> number four <laughs> Lumiere de Hyvere Super Comb Prep and Protect. Oh my God, that's the uh, name. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. <laughs> uh, and there's like a whole set. Uh, it's also the same like hair styling product I use is from the same company. Um, but the thing, so when I was a young man, a young foolish foolish man. Uh, there was a, a period of time in which I did not like how much body my hair had. I thought it was like too poofy. So like, I'm talking like when I was like 13, like I wore way too much hairspray and I wanted it to like stay down. I wanted my hair to stay down because it always wanted to like stick up and I hated like calyx and I hated all that thing. Uh, in retrospect, if I could go back in time, I would have said, okay, just let your hair grow a little bit, my dude. And that <laughs> will fix a lot of the problem. But it was also... A couple of things that I've learned since then. One, uh, do not shampoo your hair every day. This is not good. Uh, it's bad for your scalp. 
It's bad for your hair. Your hair has natural oils that occur within it that will make styling your hair easier. It's easier to style dirty hair than it is clean hair. So if you're going to get ready for something, wash your hair the day before. Do not wash it right before the event. And two, when you wake up in the morning, if you are like me, and you end up with like wild bedhead. My bedhead, even now, my hair is like down to my nose and it will mm-hmm. stand straight up when I wake up in the morning. It is bonkers. I am like break dancing in my sleep or something. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> but this leave-in conditioner is perfect to like spray your hair down and get your hair wet and brush through or it will help keep your hair soft and manageable for longer without showering. And... Uh, it smells great, smells amazing, and uh, it will help you like style your hair in the morning if you have some wild and crazy hair. Now, I would also recommend there are special water bottles, uh, like spray bottles that you can get where it is not aerosolized, but it uh, is designed in such a way that as it sprays, it sprays in like a mist. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets more of your hair uh, wet at a time instead of just like spraying like a Windex bottle. Um, mm-hmm. So the combination of this like kind of spraying water bottle and this leave-in conditioner is part of my secret. I love it's it. Not, That's a great. It's not all of my secret, Mark. I can't <laughs> give away all. I can't give away all of my hair no. secrets. No, you can't. You don't want there to be Travis McElroy wannabes out there no yes everyone's hair yeah. would be amazing and then i would just be one of the crowd you know you be, oh. yeah no exactly thank well thank you for giving us a glimpse into no your, problem. your routine okay so your next product is uh something that's com- that that's commonly known but i imagine you have a special reason for picking it it's a it's the mighty sharpie pen it it is my preferred writing utensil. It is I I uh for a present for a birthday present, uh, a friend of mine got me like a box full of personalized sharpies. Like I love them very very much. Uh, I I have literally uh my CAD E100s, the microphone I'm currently speaking into, mm-hmm. comes in like a really nice box, like a, like a wooden case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I emptied it out and now use it as Sharpie storage. And it sits next to my desk and there's like a hundred Sharpies in it, uh, mostly black, but like different colors, some gold, some silver, couple bronze in there. Um, I'm just, I, I find the Sharpie to be reliable. Uh, I find it to be satisfying to write with. And I, I write pretty dynamically. I write in all caps uh all the time um and uh so writing in sharpie just feels right for that uh and two i also have really large hands so like a sharpie is is significant there's something you can really grab onto it right it really feels like a thing and my love for it came from uh for five years i worked as the technical director for the cincinnati shakespeare company and the thing is, sometimes if you're writing down measurements or you're like making a to-do list or something, you don't always have paper. So I mm-hmm. would just like have a Sharpie and like grab a scrap piece of wood to write on. Mm-hmm. And it like didn't rub off. And so like I would sometimes just take like a two foot by three foot chunk of like plywood 
and write everything that I needed to do to finish the set, finish the, you know, the tech on it, and then just carry it with me like something out of the Flintstones. Um, and like for, for writing on stuff like that, man, it does not beat Sharpie. And like still to this day, I just find it like it feels so permanent. And I, I also at the time will admit, I was also writing a lot of notes on my skin, which I do mm-hmm. not do now. Uh, mostly because I work from home and I have paper everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, once again, man, if you're going to write on your skin, nothing beats Sharpie. It's not going anywhere. Sharpie's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's something very satisfying about that line that a, a Sharpie makes. Right. And and I also now uh, get to go to like conventions and stuff and occasionally do like, like signing things. Mm-hmm. And man, like you can't beat Sharpie. Like nothing else does it. Like you really gonna, can't. If you're gonna sign a picture, if you're gonna sign a thing, you gotta have sharpies. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yeah, and, and and the way that it will write on a glossy surface is oh yeah, great. Nothing else does that. It's incredible. Yeah, that's good. A great pick, Travis. Thank that's you. a good one. So in the time we have left, I want to talk about your new book that you wrote with your brothers. It's called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You. And you guys, you and your brothers, I think have done, what? what is it, like 12 podcasts together or individually oh and together? Yes, I believe at this point, oper- still operating, there's like 11 or 12. But we have done more than that over time. We just don't still do them. Um, I think we did a count and it was somewhere between like 25 and 30 that we have done at some point in history. Wow. Yes. So too many. You've got that kind of experience under your belt. Um, and it also kind of speaks to the world of podcasting now. And you're right. Everybody does have a podcast. There are so many. So how can someone cut through the noise today and, and start a podcast and get uh, an audience? Well, uh, I think one of the things we talk about in the book uh, and is I think the amazing thing about podcasting is um, while subject matter is important, I think what everybody can bring to it, literally anybody who does a podcast can bring to it is their own individual personality. Because I think that what makes podcasting such a fun medium is it gives you a chance to just really be yourself and bring something to it that no one else can, which is you. And, uh, you know, like there are so many like bad movie podcasts where you talk about like bad movies. And the Mm -hmm. thing is, is there will never be enough of them because everybody will have a slightly different take on a movie or they'll have a different way of discussing it, or there will be different chemistry between the host or, a thousand other things that will change inherently the properties of the show and make it unique. And so I I think that part of the importance is like pick a topic that you just love talking about, because I, I think the thing that makes, at least for me, and I think a lot of people, but the thing that makes podcasts specifically interesting to me when I'm listening to it is the interest the hosts are bringing to the subject. I love listening to people talk about something they're interested in. Even, even if it's not a subject I inherently care about, if they're like bringing enough excitement to it, 
it's it's addictive. You know, it's like that 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 excitement spreads. I mean, the thing is, is the still in in this year, 2021, uh, the best way to find out about podcasts is like word of mouth. It's the best way for podcasts to grow. It's like the number one way because like to Mark, Mark, to your point, um, the best way to grow a show is to sincerely and enthusiastically ask your audience to tell other people. Um, Mm -hmm. And the way I find new podcasts is I'll go to my brothers or I'll go to my friends and I'll say, what are you listening to? What new things? Or I'll go on Twitter and say like, Hey, here's the kind of things I like. What should I check out? And now I will say, luckily more and more podcatchers are adding like recommendation features uh, where as you're listening to a show, it will say like, if you like this, check this out, uh, which helps a lot, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes just like, you know, doing a, an internet search, uh, as the kids would call it, for like podcast plus whatever subject matter you like will bring stuff up. And then it's just kind of a shot in the dark. Uh, I did that when the the new Twin Peaks was running. Of I was like, I went to listen to people talk about this so that perhaps I can try to understand what is going on in it. Spoiler, I never did. But uh, I I then like was listening to podcasts featuring people I had no idea who they were, but they were talking about the new Twin Peaks. And I was able to kind of like be part of that conversation with them, which is the amazing thing about podcasting. But yeah, man, some kind of directory would be incredible, though I think it would be perhaps a Herculean effort to try to categorize. Travis, um, if someone is interested in starting a podcast and they don't really have the kind of knowledge about like getting it set up on on uh, Apple's uh, podcast application, is there a, a easy platform you recommend where someone can basically just like plug a mic into the computer and start talking and have it published and ready to listen to? Yeah, there's a, a couple. Uh, Anchor is is a uh, hosting site that is pretty uh, user friendly. Um, that like will do it most of it for you. Um, Simplecast is one that we use now. Uh, most of our shows are hosted on this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I there is also uh, everybody has a podcast except you. Has a pretty step by step guide on what you need to do. <laughs> not to not to tout my own book, but it we literally wrote it to be a like step by step, start to finish, like everything from picking a title and a topic to like editing to putting up the audio on a hosting site to getting it on to podcatchers uh, like uh, you know Apple uh, podcasts and you know. All, all, all kinds of the ones you can think of uh, to like what to talk about in specific episodes to recording techniques to like everything. So, uh, but if you are not wanting to buy my book, which I understand books are for nerds, you can uh, just like, uh, there's a lot of YouTube tutorials, but they won't be as good or as funny as my book. I, yeah, your book's great. It's, it, it does have your humor in it. And it also just has a ton of, of technical information, like you said, everything from you know the the equipment, 
that you need, uh, your great recommendation about recording it in a, in a closet that has like a lot of clothes oh, yeah. and jackets to give it that nice kind of dead sound that you want with no echo. Um, uh, and you do talk about getting it into Apple podcasts, um, how to build an audience, uh, using social media, all that kind of stuff. Highly recommended. And uh, there aren't really uh, any podcast books that I've seen that are as all encompassing. And so I think uh, this is the one to get. Well, thank you. I think so too. I, I Absolutely. hope that it will usher in a whole new era of podcast, the golden age of podcasting, beginning with the publishing of our book. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, Travis, this has been really great talking with you and this book is a way to uh, learn how to overcome a lot of the problems that I think a lot of newbies and probably even experienced podcasters like us go through. So thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. No problem at all. I'm just happy to be here. Hey, everybody. It's your co-host, Mark. And I wanted to let you know that we have a lot more going on here in Cool Tools than just this podcast. We have our flagship website where we review a new tool every day. That's at cool-tools.org. We also have four different newsletters. We have this podcast. We have a YouTube channel where we review tools. And if you like what you hear and see and read, the best way to help us out is by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash cooltools and donate at any level you wish. You can even contribute $1 a month, and, and that would mean a lot to us. The money that you give us will go towards paying for our transcribing costs, editing videos and editing the podcast. It goes towards paying contributors who write the reviews for us. It goes towards our equipment costs, our hosting costs, and it supports our very small company of three people. This week, I wanted to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters who have been giving us at least $2 a month. And if you give us $2 a month, we'll give you a shout out online. And this week, I would like to thank Michael Sakochia, Molly Starr, M. Velderman, Opposable Thumbs, Pamela Cooley, Patrick Weyer, Paul Hosey, Randy Fisher, Stuart Burroughs Brand, Synaptic Sam, Therese Schwartz, Tom Hawkins, Tom Markham, What Bear, Javier Pangolin, David Lang, Eric Byers, Sean Hartley, Stephen Powell, Greg Lichtscheidt, John Hobson, Adam Bristol, Adam Naher, Anonymous, Bill Kempthorne, Bruce I. Niles, Chris Woodruff, C. Kolos, Daryl Flynn, Egg Fliegoff, Eric Hanschrau, Eric Hoover, Godfrey Saldana, Jay Skiles, John M. Larson, Jude Galligan, Kenneth Gilman, and Lucas Frank. Thank you very much for supporting the show, and we will see you next week.